So, um, today is the 18th of February 2020. I uh, hope all Arsenal fans and all Gooners, or however you want to describe yourselves as Red and White Army fans, I hope we're all good. Um, so, it's a lovely day down south here. So, we had a great result the weekend. The first half wasn't amazing, but, you know, I'm getting very much behind Arteta because at least we kept a clean sheet. You know, certain players like your Mustafis and your Louises are looking a little bit stronger now under him, which is good. Even like Xhaka pulling his finger out a bit, which is even better for me. So, you know, you know, Mikhail must be having a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, sort of an opinion change. He must be being shown he's sort of an authoritative figure now, which is good. So players are listening. You know, you've got the emergencies of talents like Martinelli, who has obviously been quite good from the start of the season, but, you know, still looking... You know, that prospect we were all hoping for. You know, Saka is just incredible, considering he's not a left-back. It's it's amazing how he's done. He's just been brilliant. You know, his assist, he's got a couple of goals. Um, yeah, defensively, he's not great, but he's doing, a, he's doing a wonderful job. So, fair play to him. You know, and then we've obviously got to look at, like, because if Kolasinac sits on the bench, I know he's come back from injury, but Saka can keep him out in the Premier League, which is not a problem, is it? So, that's good. Um, obviously, we've got Tierney coming back in March, by the looks of it, which would be you know a big thing for the squad if you can keep him fit. Because um, I still don't think we've seen the best of Kieran Tierney at this precise moment in time. So, you know, that we've got a few things to look forward to when it comes to being at left-back. But we can just enjoy the emergence of Saka. Um, and I'll be honest with you, like just watching him attack bodes well for the future because he provides another option going forward. Um, where he's probably the strongest part of our pitch, while... You know, the sort of Lacazette, hopefully, he's going to get his goals back now. He's, you know, he got a bit lucky because it came off his other foot. But it went in and he celebrated. I love the players celebrating with him. You know, the crowd reacted to him. It was good. So we love our we love our team. You know, everything's a little bit under where we expect at the moment. But we've got to try and be positive about this sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, so looking at... Let's have a look through the lineup for um, the Newcastle game on Sunday. So it was um, Leno in goal who made a couple of... Saves that you probably would have expected him to save. So I'm not going to bother with player ratings, but I'll just give you an opinion of how I felt they played. Um, so in Hector Bellerin, um, realistically, nothing didn't pull, pull up any trees. Just a nice, consistent game. You know, Mustafi, ever since the Chelsea game, has been fairly consistent, which is all we can really ask of him, considering, you know, we're all well aware of the issues he's had in the past with his consistency and being quite error-prone when it comes to uh, defending the back line for Arsenal. Um, obviously, we then we had David Luiz, who, for me, um, as much as some players people don't rate him, he's a very good sort of captain-y type person. And, you know, he's a bit of a leader. And you can see that throughout the team. You know, they sort of respect what he says. And he just, you know, he's a happy character around the place. Um, he's playing out from the backs good. He's, he's not worried about taking a risk, which is all right with me because... Sometimes we do look lack a bit of creativity in that midfield, so him maybe playing a few balls out and that might get things started a bit better. Um, so that's never going to be a bad thing for me. Um, then we've got obviously Saka. We've spoken about anyway, just just superb at the moment. Um, like I see on Sky Sports today that he wants to get his sort of um, back to going forward, which is fine with me. But you know, just I hope the boys just continues to take his chances. Um, one real massive plus for me was that Danny Ceballos got a start again because I'm aware he's obviously been injured since like November but him transitioning the ball in midfield was a big part of the game for me on uh, Sunday because you know he, he sort of doesn't look to go backwards and I sort of get that with Guendouzi as well but Ceballos' passing you know was superb on the weekend 
You know, he can spread the ball well. He doesn't often lose the ball. You know, he's not been that, had that marauding performance since like when we beat Burnley 2-1 and he was literally all over the place and he was here, there and everywhere and he just, I think he set up a banging yang of a great challenge in that game. But this game is what more of what I want to see with him. He's got to keep that midfield ticking over because if you're going to sit in there, we need a bit more creativity. So at the moment, I would continue playing Sabahis in there in the bigger games because for me, he maybe doesn't get around the pitch as well as Guendouzi. But the actual effect he has on the game is better most of the time. So that's a good thing. So then we've got ah, Granite Jacker. So again, a very, very needless and pointless booking at the start of about 10 minutes into the game. Which, you know, sort of took him back to sort of the past, you know, two and a half years or one and a half years or however long you want to say it really. Of just being sort of reckless. And he doesn't seem to ever f- remember that once he's on a booking, he can't make these silly challenges again. You know, so he's putting us in a bit of a dangerous position there because of where he plays on the pitch. So, you know, come on, Granite, sort it out. Uh, Pepe, personally, thought he was very quiet. You know, a lot of people saying he had an amazing game. He was brilliant. Very, very quiet and ineffective in the first half. But the second half came alive. He's in the right place at the right time for his goal. And, you know, he set up the first as well, which, oh, bang, obviously... We know what a bang hand can do, so that's absolutely fine. But, you know, it, you just need to get a bit more confidence. And I think you just get him driving and running at people more often. And he started to do it more. Sort of His confidence grew on Sunday, which was good. But I want to see him doing it constantly. Get at people. Get them balls into the box. Don't sort of just constantly cut in and pass backwards. He's a winger that's got skill, got pace. You know, he can pick out a cross. He can score goals. So there's no reason why he can't become this player that we've paid so much money for. Right. Meza Ozil, again, another one. Everyone said he was fantastic. He's paying, he's been paid £350,000 a week. And that is a lot of money. Um, and Newcastle at home, yep, fair enough. It was a good performance from Ozil. Satisfied with his week's work, maybe. But they don't, they're too far, far and few between. Because we should get this against every team. Because we're constantly reminded of how good he is. Yeah. So that we, we we sort of expect it. You know, we don't want to be playing Newcastle at home and then, yeah, wow, Ozil was amazing. But then you turn to clocks back, all right, we've got Man City away and Ozil's had four touches of the ball and done nothing and been brought off after 60 minutes. Um, so Ozil just needs to keep it going, basically. Uh, Abangyang, you know, always a goal threat. Brilliant header from the cross. Um, personally, don't really like him played out on the left, but... You know, what What can what can we do? But, you know, he still provides that constant goal threat going forward. Defenders don't want to take him on. Uh, defenders don't want to challenge him. Once he gets into that box, they stand off him. Constant threat. And you can see with his header, brilliant. Generated all that power. Superb finish. And Eddie Nketiah. Quite a quiet day for him. Link-up play works really hard. Personally, I think the goals will come because he has got a natural ability. You see that at Leeds, even though he was sort of a bit... You know, used very sparingly by them. You know, he got five goals in, I don't know, 16 games or something like that for him. You know, obviously got one at Bournemouth in the Cup as well. But, you know, you've got to give him a bit of time. Um, so then we'll move on to the substitute. So, obviously, Torreira came on, I think, just to sort of settle things down. You know, use usual tenacious self. Not a problem with Torreira. He's been a lot better under... Uh, Arteta, and that's mainly just because he'd been actually played in his proper position, which was really bugging me when Uno Emre continued to play him 
Um, in Ozil's position, further up, further out, it just didn't work. So, glad to see Torreira back in that central midfielder position. Um, obviously, Lacazette, as we spoke about, he came on with five minutes to go and got his goal, which again was another good team move. Really, really tough for Lacazette because there's no want of trying from him, ever. And you can never, ever say that he doesn't give his all um, because... You know, that's what we expect the most. It has been a long time since he scored a goal and maybe this is, you know, the sort of chance he got a bit lucky because he missed it with his first foot and it hit his other foot and went in. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's in the back of the net. It's Lacazette's goal. Hopefully this is the one that gives him a bit of confidence and we'll start seeing him get, you know, a few more goals to sort of chip in. So that's good. Um, obviously, Willett came on in the last few minutes. You know, that's not a bad thing for him. Gets another few minutes under his belt. But, yeah, no real time to make any impact. Let's have a look at um, Arteta. Um, so, obviously, yeah, we're quite happy with him again. He comes out in his post-match interviews. Yeah, he's very honest about things, which, personally, I appreciate because I feel sometimes, like, in past managers, um, sort of him and I, anyway, especially, he was just sort of... You couldn't really understand what he was saying, let alone if he was criticising, let alone if he was defending players. So, yeah, that's all good from him. Yeah, not afraid to make changes, as you can see, while leaving Lacazette on the bench and even Torreira on the bench leaving Martinelli on the bench. But it worked in the end, didn't it? You know, we've got to sort of be trusted in him because it hasn't been too bad since he's taken over. It was never going to be, you know, him digging up trees with his, you know, sort of winning streaks and, you know, bits and bobs. But, you know, slowly but surely, and hopefully, you never know, Mikel may well be our new messiah. So... Uh, just want to bring up the Matteo Guendouzi issue. So, obviously, Guendouzi wasn't in the squad this weekend. Um, yeah, so you can see sort of report, uh, reports all over Twitter and over Sky Sports just say that, you know, that it looks like there was a training ground argument in Dubai when the players were out there. Um, I would hope this isn't any more than sort of Arteta just showing Guendouzi that, you know, who's in charge. Because it would be a bit of a shame to see a player with that potential get drummed out of the club just because he's got an opinion. He might well have taken it a bit too far, but I'll be honest with you, I'd rather have someone in that's willing to speak their mind. So that's not a bad thing. Maybe he just needs to tunnel and uh, channel where that goes a bit better. So that's, that's all good. Right, so we're coming up. We've got Olympiakos on Thursday. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure if this is going to be the trickiest of ties because, uh, you know, I can't really say I pay too much attention to the Greek League. But, you know, um, they've always sort of been in the Champions League. Um, they've obviously dropped in this time with Drew so not the hardest of ties I don't think as long as we get a sort of a semi-positive result out there I think we'll be way too much for them in the home leg um, you know it's probably going to be you know flares and you know they'll be loud but it's just be down to whoever plays which I'm guessing quite a few of the youngsters will play and I'm hoping he puts in a strongish team because I generally think there's a chance we could win the Europa League because um, there's no teams to really be feared in there in my personal opinion, everyone might disagree with me there. But obviously, you look at like Man United are in there. That's all I can really name by a team that we might struggle slightly against. But we've done all right against them in the league, so there's no reason we can't beat them. Um, yeah, sort of thinking, obviously, I start getting the feeling that Martinez will probably play. I would imagine Klassen actual play coming back. Martinelli will probably go up top. Um, personally, could see Lacazette starting as well. Um, you know, I don't really see too much changing. I think Guendouzi might well get sort of shoved back into the team. Um, I noticed that Pablo Mari and Rob Holding played for the under-23s last night. Not sure they'll be risked um, in the Europa League, but 
you know, they only played for the first 45 minutes, so you never know, they might be in the team. Maybe one of them will start at the back. I could see Socrates getting a start as well, as obviously Mustafi sort of was replacing him at the weekend. Um, Make the Niles maybe at full back to rest Bellerin, because obviously I don't want to push him too hard, because it's nice to have Hector back at right back. Um, yeah, and just uh, maybe give Willock a game in there. Maybe Torreira will get a start. So we'll just have to see, obviously, because um, I, like, I like Arteri, he sort of changes things up and he keeps things going. So, you know, we've got to trust in his methods. That's the main things. Um, and then obviously we've got Everton at home on... No, at home or away? I'm not entirely sure. So let's have a look. So we've got Everton... Yeah, so we're at home to Everton. So I did get that right. Apologies for the delay in telling you there. So, obviously, Everton, another team, sort of flattering to see, spent a lot of money on well, a couple of the players from Arsenal, such as Awobi and Walcott. Um, not a lot of talent, really. You know, rejecting £85 million from Barcelona for Richarlison was, you know, a bit weird. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is for them. So, um Obviously, being under Carlo Ancelotti, they'll probably present more of a challenge than they would have done, you know, maybe under Marco Silva. But we'll, what will be, will be. There's no reason at home again we can't get in a little run. And, you know, Everton, realistically, are teams that, even though we are sort of 10th in the league, we should still be beating because we've got a good enough squad to beat teams like Everton. We've got a good enough squad to be, I'm not saying like top four, but we should be in that top six at least with some of the players we've got. So, I'm hoping for a positive result. So, let's go. Yeah, I think we'll get a draw out in Olympiacos. Maybe a one-all, two-all. I think there'll be goals. Because, obviously, you know, when we have our younger teams, that always seems to be the case. And I'm uh, really going to go for an Arsenal. I think, you know, let's be positive and say we're going to beat Everton 3-1 on Sunday as well. So, all in all, I'm hoping it's going to be a good next seven days for Arsenal. So... Right, um, so this is a very quick one, but obviously, yeah, I hope you've accepted what I'm saying. Still learning about this. We're hopefully going to be getting a bit more done um, regards our sort of podcast and stuff. So we want to start getting some people on. Uh, a little bit, bit more frequent. So we'll probably do one Friday, maybe even do one. It might be maybe wait for the end of the game Sunday and do two. So we'll discuss the Olympiacos one then, as well as the Everton one. But we'll see how that goes. So, um, yeah, if you like what we're doing, so obviously come over to Instagram. And we're obviously on uh, Arsenal Anytime 1886 um, on Instagram. We're also Arsenal Anytime 1886 on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, we haven't got a Facebook page at the moment, but... Realistically, it's not a big issue. Obviously, you can get us catch us on Castbox as well as Arsenal anytime. So it's quite a good few ways to get following us. Um, we've provided a lot of content, you know. So, um, and we're just about the Arsenal. So, have a good day, everyone, um, and take it easy. And hopefully, we'll speak soon. And if you've got any messages or any ideas or anything, you know, we can improve on. Yeah, more than happy for you to send me a message. It's it's, it's absolutely fine because. You know, we're not going to get any better if we don't sort of take positive and constructive criticisms because, you know, at the end of the day, we want to be that platform that we said about in the first one. So, you know, we look forward to hearing from you. Have a good day, Arsenal. Up the Gunners. Hashtag C-U-Y-G.